Praise God. It is a good day. Come on, if it's a good day, tell your neighbor it's a good day. Come on, give them a high five and tell them it's a good, good day. Oh, God, it's good. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, church, hallelujah. Oh, you must be excited. You must be on top of the world. Oh, come on, church, hallelujah. Oh, see, there is joy in the house of God because of what Jesus has done. Amen. It's because of what Jesus has done. You see, when you don't have Jesus, it's hard to have joy. But because of what Jesus has done, we can have joy. We can have peace. We can have, we can have righteousness. And so the kingdom is not about eating and drinking. It's not about wearing black or blue. The kingdom is about righteousness and peace and joy in the... Oh, come on, somebody. I didn't hear these guys. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the... Yeah, in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives you liberty. Who's going to shout the reference for me? Huh? Right. Romans 14 17. You see, we, we have righteousness and peace and joy. And in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit, in God. Because the Holy Spirit is God. And today I just want to give us some reminders of that in, 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 in just a few points. Number one, Jesus died on the cross. We must never forget that. That's what makes us what we are. That's why we can come and be here because Jesus died on the cross. So that's why we've got Good Friday. It's good because it brought you salvation. Hallelujah. It's good because Jesus was taking your place. And so it's good. People look at it and say, but how can you call it Good Friday when somebody's dying? It's good because his death has brought me life. I should have gone on the cross, but Jesus went up on the cross for my place. I should have been the one being embarrassed, but Jesus took up my place. I should have been the one being looked at and spat at and mocked and whipped, but Jesus took my place. And on Good Friday, he hung up on the cross and said, I've taken your place. I've taken your sins. And when he cried, Abba, Father, why have you forsaken me? It was the pain of those sins that was now upon him so that you could have life. But he had already prayed and said, Lord, not my will, but your will be done. What was the will of God? That you could have everlasting life. That you could have forgiveness of sins. That you could be forgiven. Yeah, I want you to know that you are forgiven in the name of Jesus. You are forgiven by the blood of Jesus. You are forgiven because of the cross. And the cross is not a simple thing. So I don't want you to play with God's grace and take it for granted. 
I don't want you to stay out of his grace because Jesus has paid the highest price that could have been paid. He has died the most shameful death that could have been died. He has been hung up for people who were just walking on the streets to look upon him and say, oh, what a shame. Look at him. But as he bore the shame, as he bore the pain of your sin and your iniquity, it was so that you could become the righteousness of God. It was so that you could come into a relationship with God. It was so that you could move from being far away to being near to God, to being with Him. We had become enemies of God. Sin separates you from God. Whatever you call sin, it separates you from God. Whatever you call sin, it's evil doing, it's wrong doing. It's not going according to the word of God. It's not going according to the laws of the country. It's not going according to the way people ought to live. Whatever that is that you call sin, it separates you from God. It alienates you from God. It makes you a stranger to God. But Jesus, on the day of Good Friday, he went up on that cross so that you could have a relationship with God again. Oh, hallelujah, somebody. He went up upon that cross so that you can become what we call now born again. Are you born again? I hope you are. Because we've got lots of people that have become comfortable in church because church feels good. The pastor sings an extra song after the praise and worship, so it must feel good. The pastor is crazy. He dances around the church. Church must be good. They give you coffee and tea and sometimes some nice food from Ghana every now once in a while. You know, the church is good. But I hope you're coming here not because of the food you eat, but because of the righteousness that you must be. Hallelujah, somebody. I hope you are here not because the boyfriend is here or the girlfriend is here. You know, you've got some people there in church because the wife is there or because the husband is there. If you ask them, do you want to go to church today? No, I would rather be watching football or watching Bold and Beautiful or sleeping an extra hour. But because, honey, you're going, I'm going with you. No, I want you to be here because Jesus died on the cross and rose again for you to have life. Hallelujah. Oh, because mama will be angry if I don't go to church. No! I once had a guy who said, Pastor, you know, if I don't come here on a Sunday, by the time I go home, my mother is calling, did you go to church? Big African man is still afraid of mama in Africa calling that, did you go to church? But I don't want you here because mama is going to call. I don't want you here because you're afraid Papa won't give you the money to go shopping. I need you to be here because you understand that the gospel, the kingdom of God, the church is about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And we have access to that because of Jesus. Everybody shout Jesus. Jesus. I need you to be here. Because there's a relationship with God, a relationship with your maker that you must have. Every one of us. You see, the reason why people go to far lengths looking for something to understand who they are and what they are and how the world runs, whether it spins left or right and it's flat or blue or green or red, the reason why people do all those things are they go on a pilgrim to all kinds of strange places. They go into temples in all kinds of awkward places and they are not afraid to go into the temples why is because they are seeking something that the inner man is looking for and that is a relationship with the maker that is a connection with God and here I want to tell you your connection is through Jesus somebody shout Jesus, Jesus. your connection is with Jesus 
Your connection is with Jesus. Your connection is with Jesus. It's not in the rituals we give to you. It's not in the water that's poured upon your head. It's upon the cross of Calvary where Jesus hung and said, you're forgiven. It's finished. He shouted, it's finished. What was finished? It was the power of sin and the power of death over you. He said, it's finished. And now you can have life and have life in abundance. And to have that life in abundance, Jesus demonstrated it by rising out of the grave. You see, the devil thought he had done him good, finished him, hooked up some chief priests and, and some, some chief you know, so priests don't always think the priest is the good one. It was the priests in the, in the synagogues and the chief priest, the high priest of the time, the great bishop of the time, who said, this man must die. And they connived among themselves, the Pharisees and the Sanhedrins and all those high-placed people. So don't see the pastor and say, the pastor is a good one. No, pastor won't take you to heaven. Pastor will take you nowhere. Jesus takes you to heaven. Jesus takes you and gives you eternal life. And I need you to understand that. You hear me, church? It's about your soul. It's about who you are. In what God made you from the beginning. That you must be. Amen. Amen. And we will be that in Jesus Christ. Amen. Because of what he did on the cross. So people go to all kinds of places. And look for all kinds of things to worship and try out. And, and do all kinds of things. Nowadays they come in fancy names. Even yogas of all kinds. You know they come in fancy names. They just, just a, it's just a pursuit of finding God. Ernest. <laughs> And they will not find him in yoga. Now this is why they just try to put it with exercise. So that if your body is feeling good, your soul seeks less of what it was seeking in the beginning. But it's all about people trying to find which is the way. Which is how should we go with it? And people will burden themselves. And I was reading a story about a wow, one rich man who is called a philanthropist because he's giving money to people to go and find God in, 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 in the Middle East. But the people around him are hungry, but he gives them money to say, take this money, get on a plane, all the way from Africa to the Middle East, go and find God there. And he's coming back hungry without God. Why? Because God is not in the aeroplane journey you make. God is, in, is found through Jesus Christ. Who died, and not only died because the grave could not hold him captive, but who rose again and is alive today. He is alive. He is alive. Tell your neighbor, he's alive. He's alive. My God is alive. I don't serve a dead God. You, you know, I've been in a, in a family where at one point they, they said, we need to do some rituals here to cleanse the family. And so they were crying to some dead God, and the family never got cleansed. Because after a while, they say, we need to come back and do it again. So until a point, my grandfather had no black bulls anymore. See, because every time they needed a black bull to cleanse the family. Then he turned to the Lord. And the rest of the family said, now you are the one who has a problem. Because your family now seems to progress. What had happened? He had broken free from the things that was of bondage and the worship of dead things to a worship of a living God. And so all his eight children became successful and the children of his brothers, my uncles, were not successful. 
And so in that, by the time of his death, everyone was pointing finger. Oh, you must have been something that you did. Must, that we are not successful in you. But no, what was it that made him successful? It was a turning away from dead things to things that are alive. That's what makes the difference. The fact that Jesus is alive today. That Jesus has risen from the grave. Tell your neighbor, he's alive. And he's my hope of glory. If he had remained dead, Paul says, you know what? We should have just continued to eat and drink and go to party. Because tomorrow we will all die anyway. But because he's alive, because he's alive, there is more than just eating and drinking. And it is righteousness, peace, and joy in the come on somebody in the in the holy spirit i love the word ghost it's more powerful <laughs> you know people are afraid of things like that huh? spirit is more rooster huh? ghost if you say there's a ghost there people just, there's a ghost in your house. Ah, pastor, can I come and live with you? There's one also in my house. <laughs> Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, church, whatever we do, Jesus came so that we could have the fullness of life with the Holy Spirit. Any, any life that you're going to live has meaning because of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. If we, can, if we can come to the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to guide, to lead, to show us the way of righteousness, of peace, and joy, we will be more than fulfilled. I can testify of it in my own life. And therefore, I want you to always know and to always remember that the gospel is about Jesus. And Jesus says, I'm, I'm rising again. I live again. And I go to the Father. And when I'm there, the Holy Spirit will come and be with you. And when he is with you, he will guide you into all truth. He will help you in all things. He will teach you all things, including the way you must live your life. He will help you in all circumstances and situations. But this happens because Jesus went up on the cross, died for you, took away the sins. His blood was poured out. The water came out from his side. There is a cleansing that his blood does upon our lives. And because of the power of his cross, we are able to receive the fullness of God in us human beings carrying God I love that human beings Paul says in, in Acts chapter 17 you know we, 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 we have to feel for him oh I, there's a word they, they use in, 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 in my language which, 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 which describes the feeling for God it's, it's as if people are in the dark and they are feeling to try to, to find him and then suddenly they have found him let me use my wife because I can touch her they have found him, and, 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 and they, they, they start to feel him.
to understand that it is yes him that we have found and as they feel him the warmth of god begins to be their warmth and as as they as they continue to to feel him and touch him they become one with him and they are made complete with that touch of god and and paul says god has determined the times and the places for us to do this and you know what he is not far away from us because he is and let's finish it for me he in him we live and move and have our being he makes us who we are he makes us what we are he makes us how we are we have our everything in him and yet we must still feel uh, righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost the holy spirit will show us how we can be connected with god i want to close in giving you these scriptures so number 1 i said jesus died on the cross romans chapter 3 verse 23 never forget that or rather write in your notes verse 22 to 26 i want you to read verse 22 to 26 why because the righteousness is given through faith in jesus christ to all who believe and verse 23 says for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god but you know what you don't have to stay in sin because jesus gives us righteousness and i want to challenge those that keep on saying i'm a sinner come on get born again if you are still a sinner <laughs> need to challenge your theology and you always go back to your sin because you keep making an excuse that you're a sinner if you are in christ and you believe in jesus you need to change your mentality because jesus is not a sinner if we live and move and have our being in him who is not a sinner then you cannot be a sinner unless you are not born again so the next time you say i'm a sinner say i'm not born again come back and i'll lay hands on you get you delivered in the name of jesus so that you can be righteous by faith amen and for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son john 3:16 that whosoever believes in him shall not what perish sinners will perish but those that believe oh i know i'm touching some chords today You need to move from being a sinner from confessing you are a sinner and come to a place where you confess I am a believer of Jesus Christ I am washed by the blood of Jesus the power of the cross has worked upon my life he has cleansed me he has set me free from the power of sin and death I am now born again I live in him I move in him I have power to be that which God wants me to be because of the power of the cross because because of the blood that was poured oh who am i speaking to come out of the place of sin and come and live for god because the kingdom is about righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost jesus has paid the price so that you could be righteous come on punch your neighbor and say be righteous i said punch your neighbor 
We've got lots of people that don't want to be righteous. They want to continue in their sins. So sometimes you have to punch them in the name of Jesus. Be righteous. Be righteous. Why would Jesus die on the cross so that you can continue in sin? Jesus has died so that we could be righteous. Amen. Amen. And he rose again, point number two. The other scripture you can put is Romans chapter 6, verse 22 to 23. Point number two, he rose so that you can live a life of abundance. John 10, 10. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that they might have life. That who might have life? That you might have life and have it more abundantly. So while you are still alive here on earth, make sure your life is an abundant life. An abundant life can mean many things. Whatever it means, make sure you have it in Christ. Do you hear what I'm saying, church? So from the whole spectrum of being at peace and having joy, having righteousness, make sure you have those things in abundance. And also to even have all the other things that you desire, those ones that are on earth, have them also in abundance. And enjoy the abundance that gives. My pastor says, go and drink your juice and be happy. Because Jesus Christ has set you free to be happy. So live your life happily as a child of God. And you must live a life that shows that there is an abundance of something in you. There must be an abundance of something. Let get to a place and people should be able to feel an abundant life is here. Somebody is abundant with joy, is abundant with peace, is abundant with grace. You see, when things are tough and everybody says, how are we going to do this? You need to have a face that says there is a way. There is an abundance of solution. There is an abundance of hope. There is an abundance of health. There is an abundance of peace. You are sick and you are troubled. But let people be able to say, even in his sickness, there is an abundance of something. Not just an abundance of sickness. Come on, church. Jesus Christ rose again so that we could have life and live life abundantly. If it is a house that you can buy, buy a good one. Paint the walls blue, yellow, and pink as you like. But make sure it looks good. If it is a pot, one pot you have, clean it very well so that it looks abundant. Oh, am I talking to someone? I just only have one pot. Clean it. Cook it. Your, cook your, your, your stew first. Don't burn it. Then put the stew in your plate. Cook your rice. Don't burn the rice. And, 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 come on, live an abundant life. Jesus Christ came that we might have a life that is abundant. Minister the abundance of Jesus. See, wherever Jesus went, he ministered abundance. He just, he just blessed people. The people were blessed to be around Jesus. So they were following him. Just go and say, one time even to say, is it because I gave you food yesterday that you are following me? There was an abundance about him that made people just follow him. Can you show that abundance? Because Jesus rose that you might have that abundance. And my, oh, come on, somebody. 
Abundant life. Somebody shout abundant life. I declare it in my life. Sometimes you've got to declare those scriptures in your life. I remember a time where I was ravaged by all kinds of challenges. You just get the word and begin to pray it. Lord, you say you've come to give me an abundant life. That thief is coming to steal, kill, and destroy. In the name of Jesus, today, Lord, I refuse this thief that is killing and destroying and taking away everything concerning me. And I begin to declare your word that says you've come to give me an abundant life. Abundant life in my life today. And I can tell you things changed. Why? Because the power of the cross is more than able. He went down into the grave. The grave become uncomfortable. The Bible says even those that were already dead, when Jesus joined them there, they started coming out. They said, we can't. We need to get back into life. The Bible says they received their dead back because Jesus had died. You know, you, you, can, you can receive that which is dead. Come back to life because of Jesus. Ah, some of you looking at me, you don't believe. Things can rise up again because Jesus rose from the grave. If he was in the grave, the Bible says he took captivity captive. All the things that were your captors, all the things that had taken hold of you, Jesus took that captivity captive and said, from now on, you are free to have abundant life. Somebody shout abundant life. And so he rose again. And he's alive today. He's not dead. He's not dying anymore. Because he died once and for all. Paid the price that you could be free. Oh, I rejoice and understand that I am free. I am free, I am free, I am free. Guys, get to the keyboard. I am free, I am free, I am free. I am free, I am free, I am free. Why? Because he rose from the grave. He rose again from the grave. The grave could not hold him captive. Whatever it is that is in your life, I don't care what sickness they've called it. I don't care what name they've given to it. I don't care what the trouble is called. Jesus is Lord over all. He is God above it. He is King of kings and Lord of lords over all things. He is alive. Today that you might have life and have it abundantly. Oh. And in John chapter 20, he was telling them. And he says, for now you have some grief. But you know what? Peace be with you. You see, about three, four times after he had risen, every time he met them, he started off with peace be with you. Peace be with you. I declare peace over you in the name of Jesus. I don't care what it is. I declare peace over you. I know the assignment is due. Peace over you to finish your assignment. I could also declare a miracle for you to just have the assignment at the supervisor, but you must finish it. So I declare peace over you. I declare peace in your home. Peace be with you in your marriage. I know he's troubling you, but peace. I speak peace. I'm prophesying into somebody's life. I know the husband is a problem, but I declare peace. From now on, he's going to start giving you peace. You will be surprised to say, what has happened to my husband? Write this down so that you can testify tomorrow. Peace be with you. Jesus meets them 
says, peace be with you. They were troubled in their hearts. So what is going to happen to us is peace be with you. Peace be with you. He gives them peace. Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Let me finish, let me finish this, let me finish this. John chapter 20 and verse 22. Come, 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 you come, you come. John chapter 20 and verse 22. Jesus says this, after he had said, peace be with you. He says this in verse 22. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. I don't know who you are, but I just want you to stand and just say, Jesus, breathe the Holy Spirit on me. <laughs> you know, he, we are in Him, but you know, oh, sometimes I just want to take that Bible as it is and, and just take the word as it is. Jesus, just breathe on me. I know we could have sung that other song, but I want us to sing another one. Maybe, maybe just play the tune. Breathe on me. Breathe on. And I just want you to pray. You see, the whole reason that Jesus dies and rises again is so that you could have the Holy Spirit to be with you every single day, every single moment, so that you can be consciously aware of God. Wait, 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 wait. I need to explain this. I need to explain this. I need to explain this. You see, you see, in the Old Testament, in the Old Dispensation, God was showing in moments of time. And so he would be with you today, use you mightily, leave you, go be with Ikena behind the camera, use him mightily, leave him, come and be with me, help me with my sermon, leave me, go and be with You know, that was, that was how it was. Jesus, when he was walking with them, he's in Galilee, and people are moving all the way from many strange places to come and see him. But when when he goes up, he says, the Holy Spirit, when he is come, he will be with you always. He will be with you always. So when, when they were there in the upper room and the Holy Spirit came upon them, all of them that were in that house were filled with the Holy Spirit. And not only them, but also people outside. And the Holy Spirit continued to fill until it has even come to Wagengen. It continues to fill. And, 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 and every single person who gets filled with the Holy Spirit is moving with the Holy Spirit. You've traveled from Africa, from U.S., from U.K., wherever you go. You see, my wife shall go to a very far place very soon. She will still go with the Holy Spirit. She doesn't have to worry where is the address of Jesus right now because the Holy Spirit is with her wherever she is. Deacon Elton is in the U.K. today. The Holy Spirit is with him there. And his wife and his children, they are with the Holy Spirit there. And when they will get on the plane, the Holy Spirit is with them on the plane. Uh, he doesn't stay on the ground. He's also with you. On your bicycle, he is with you. In the train, he is with you. In the lecture hall, he is with you. While you are cleaning, he is with you. While you are on your bed, he is with you. You don't have to look for ways, Jesus, today that we can go and sit with him. And so Jesus breathed on them just like he breathed upon humanity in the very beginning when he had made Adam and Eve 
The Bible says he breathed life into them. Here again, Jesus breathes and says, receive the Holy Spirit. I want you to just say, Jesus, blow on me again. <laughs> oh, breathe on me. Oh, Jesus. Just breathe on me. Holy Ghost, So let's just, I just want you guys to play in church. I just want you to just make that simple prayer. Whichever way you want, just say, Holy Spirit, I just want to receive more of you. I just want to have more of you. I just want to know more of you. You see, because it's a growth process. We want to become more like God. We want to know Him more. You see, when I first received the Holy Spirit, I knew very little about the Spirit, about how God operates and how God works and who God really is. I just knew enough to receive and enjoy that moment. But as I have grown over the years, I now know God more in deeper ways. Just like the Bible says, the Israelites only knew the works of God, but Moses knew the ways of God. I just want you to pray and say, Holy Spirit, breathe on me. Teach me to know your way. Teach me to understand who you are. Teach me, oh God. Teach me, Lord Jesus. Ah, in the name of Jesus, my God, I pray. Oh, Jesus. Holy Ghost power. Oh, Jesus. I want to give opportunity to somebody who is not born again somebody who has not given his life to Jesus somebody who has not made that personal commitment to be a Christian to be a child of God if you are there I want to give you an opportunity to come forward and I'll pray with you there is no shame because Jesus took the shame already on the cross there's only beauty for those who come to Jesus says I will give you a garment of praise over the garment of ashes, over the garment of pain, the garment of sadness. If you're there, I just want to give opportunity. I don't want to take this for granted. Mm. The kingdom of God is about righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. If you say, I need you, Jesus. I need you to be my Lord and Savior. Just come forward and I'll pray with you. Kirebo shakata, sataboko sabata, site kerebo shatata. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. I thank God that all of us have made that decision. The last people I want to pray for is anybody who just says, I need that touch of the Holy Spirit to just revive me again. I know we are in a season of revival. We are in a period of revival. And I just, just, just have a burden for a few people 
who say, I just need a touch to revive the place of where I am in my spiritual walk with God. If there is such a person, just come forward as we begin to just, 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 just sing the song that I'd ask, Righteousness, Peace, and Joy in the Holy Ghost. And if you are, just, 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 just come and I'll pray with you. Oh, I need the Holy Spirit. I need more of the Holy Spirit. I just need my life to be revived. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. I need a revival in my life because it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Oh, just raise your hands to Jesus. Holy Spirit, breathe on you. In the name of Jesus. In the Holy Ghost. Righteousness, peace, and joy. 